Welcome to Kyla's Q&A. I'm Justin Myrick, and recently my son Drake said I need new intro music. So let's do this. Hey Dad, how about some college questions? Let's hear them. Let's hear them. Well, welcome back to College Q&A. I am so glad you are listening in. Today's discussion is going to be, I believe, eye-opening, possibly surprising. I think that on the surface, it seems pretty straightforward. I'm sure you saw the question. However, I believe that we will discover that maybe, just maybe, this is one of the ways that we are most deceived in our life. So I hope you pay attention. I hope you learn. And the question that we're asking is, what is important to me? And how do I know? On its surface, again, pretty straightforward. However, I think we will discover that we might just maybe be deceived. So uh, I'm excited to have our guest on the show. He graduated from Arkansas Tech a few years back and just recently completed his master's at Southwestern Mm. Seminary and serving here at First Baptist Church as assistant minister to young adult and administration. I'm sure if you've connected with his life group, you've heard him teach and a gifted teacher, uh, heart for God, heart for people, um, probably met his wife, um, Miss Tyler. And so uh, we are happy to uh, that God has brought him back to Russellville, happy he's here at FBC and we're blessed by him. And I know if you know him that you would agree with me. So please help me welcome to the podcast our good guest, our good friend, Mr. Wes Akers. Appreciate it. Wes. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate today. it. Thank it, you. It is good to have you. Wes, actually, we did one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. I look back, this was back when I was still having to film on a record on my phone and computer. Yeah. And, and and folks would send in a little clip. Oh, yeah. And so, what was our topic that we did before? Uh, Do you remember? Like why, like, why should I read the Bible? Yes, that was a good one. So, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And those are still fun. Like, I enjoy those. Yeah. But I definitely enjoy being here in person with you and just talking back to back. And, and I am curious your perspective on this and I'm ready to learn from you, man. So tell me what, what's important to me and how do I know what's important to me and how do I know? So when you originally, when we talked about this last week, um, it was kind of unique. Um, Saturday, Friday night into Saturday, my wife and I, we, my sister and her husband, um, bought us a, airbnb up in ponca so nice then we went hiking and stuff so something about the woods kind of makes you enlightened i guess um <laughs> there's something unique yeah. about getting away from everything yeah in all seriousness it's kind of it simplifies life mm-hmm. allows you to think that's yeah. good and so um i uh I've been known to, uh, especially around my wife, to brag a little bit. So I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna be on a podcast," you know. So, uh, and I told her, I told her what uh, we were gonna talk about, and um, and the more and more we talked about, it, the more I thought about it. It seems like uh, what are what things are important to me has changed through different seasons of life, hmm. um, and so as I tried to get my thoughts organized just for gathering up today I broke it down like into different sections of my life as to what would be important uh, what I saw was important um, and I would even say in my family and those things around people around me and then how just over time those things shift you know mm. um, whether it be major life events or just 
you're just getting older. For sure. Um, it was kind of funny. Uh, you know how we're doing that, the pipeline deal here um, at First Baptist to the North American Mission Board. And we have these groups. And then my group, like we met this morning, and I'm like the second youngest one there. Like three guys are in their 30s. And, mm-hmm. um, and then another young man who's just barely younger than me. Well, my wife, her group, She's the oldest one, like mm. uh, Kent's wife's in there and the, and uh, another young married woman's in in her group. And Tyler came home first one. She's like, I never thought this day would come. Like, I am the oldest one, you know. And so that's awesome. Because we used to be in that situation where we were the youngest, you know, always. Yep. Uh, and so just new thing, new seasons of life. Um, but I would say the first 18 years of my life. So I didn't give my life to Jesus until I was 18. Mm. Um right before I graduated high school. Um, and I feel like this is still a default, uh, probably a pride sin situation that happens to me as to what is important to me even to this day, uh, was success in every area of my life was what was important. Mm. Um, so I grew up in Bryant, if you know where that is. Like I've said this joke before, I don't think it ever lands, but I'm going to say it anyways, that the number one denomination – and Bryant was baseball, so uh, we played all the time. Um, like when I was 11, I missed the first week of sixth grade because I was in Maryland playing baseball. Mm. Like, and then it happened again when I was 14. Like I missed the first week of high school because I was in Northern Virginia playing baseball. So, um, but that's what we did, and and um, and so it was ingrained in me and all my buddies around us, like if you're not winning, you know, if you're not succeeding in this, this area, then you're not, Mm. I don't want to say worth anything, but your, your worth is lowered. You put a high, there was a high, uh, as far as what's important, that, that definition of success was super high on your list. It was very high. Yeah. Um, and then all those things trickled into, you know, you wanted to be successful in school. Mm -hmm. Um, even, um, socially you wanted to be uh, successful in a in a sense, and so you would sometimes compromise your either your the convictions that your family would instill in you, or um, or even what your conscience was telling you was right and wrong. You would compromise those things to be um, successful socially, um, and so you know those things happened. And then from the age of fifteen to eighteen. Uh, my body, I guess, started catching up with me, and I had five surgeries in a three-year span. Just my goodness. things breaking, falling apart. Uh, guys joke From now. From 15 to 18. Yep. Five surgeries. Yep. Yep. And, goodness. Uh, so I one knew of them, you had the one. I didn't know there was five. Yeah. One of them was an appendectomy. Like, you yeah. know, you just can't help yeah. that. But I had Tommy John, and then they had to go back in about a year later to do some nerve repair. Wow. And then uh, labrum and rotator cuff. Uh <sighs> And so I joke now, you know, they'll be like, was it worth it? You know, was it worth it? And I'm like, well, heck, yeah, it was worth it, you know. <laughs> uh, but but I don't know. When I wake up in the morning and I have to stretch like an old man, I don't know if it was mm. all the worth it. But um, even even in those early stages, wanting to be successful in everything I did, it was also wanting to be successful in laying the groundwork of what I thought would be a um, a safe and successful future. Mm. Um, and so you set these game plans for life of – I'm going to get this specific degree. I'm only going to go to college to get this specific degree because I know that it'll make me this amount of money and I can live a lifestyle that I think is 
successful. And so in my mind, that is what was most important at that time. Mm. Um, you know, and you, you being a college pastor, you taught with college students on a daily basis and you, the default questions are, Hey, you know, what's your name? What, where are you from? What degree are you getting? Mm. Uh, and you, you hear all these different degrees. And if you at, like dissected it down, you're like, why are you getting this degree? Mm. Um, you know, they could default, well, I want to be this because my dad does this and I'm interested in this. Yeah. Or you, I want to be a pre-med major because yeah. I want to be a doctor because I want to live on Chanel Parkway in Little Rock mm. when I get old. You know what I'm saying? I'm um, guessing that. Is that the fancy part? That's the bougie part of, you know, <laughs> of West Little Rock. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but if you are if you live in Chanel, like, Jesus loves you. But uh, um, but that's what it was. And um. But then a series of events, those surgeries that the Lord, I believe, really used to rebuke me and to humble me and to begin to change my heart, um, that happened uh, and took away a lot of opportunities for next-level things of um, sports and, and the like. And so I'm sitting as a senior in high school with one of those slings with the little pillow mm-hmm. underneath it. You know, I'm, I've lost a lot of weight. I've... You know, I'm just not getting to do anything. And um, I started going to this Bible study with my dad called Experiencing God by the Dr. Blackaby and his son. And, and it had a lot of homework. You had to come prepared for all these different things. And so me being the successful, desiring one, you know, I was going to have all my homework ready by the time. Mm. Well, in that, I had to read the Bible, you know, and had to ask answer questions about who Jesus was, what he did, what my relationship with Jesus looks like. And the more I read these, the more convicted I got that I have no relationship with Jesus. Mm. Um, and so in March of 2014, um, I would say a new season of life happened when I repented of my sins and gave my life to Jesus. Um, and so that that happened there. That was a new shift. Yeah. And in this moment of giving my life to Jesus, and I believe it's through uh, you know the Holy Spirit finally being within me, you know, Ephesians 1 or, you know, Acts 2, things like that, uh, that I saw my buddies that I was running with and saw what was going on in my life that I had this weird, like, I got to tell my buddies about mm-hmm. Jesus. And so I remember there was this one young man named Davis Nossman um, who was really the only one that I saw bearing fruit uh, all the way through, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I came to him and I'm like, hey, man, you want to do a Bible study this summer, like with our buddies? Uh, can you please come to it? Because I have no idea what to do. I have no clue how to even yeah. study the Bible, but I'll see you doing this, you know. And he was like, I can help you the first couple of times, but then I'm going somewhere on a mission trip for like a month and a half, so you'll be on your own. And I'm hmm. like, fair enough. And, uh, well, the, over that summer of studying the Bible with my buddies, learning to teach it, I just felt this overwhelming conviction, like, hey, you know, I'm going to be going into ministry. Um mm. I had no clue what that looked like hmm. uh, or what it was, but I could begin to see the shift of what was actually important to me. Um, but with that being said, just because you give your life to Jesus and you start walking with Jesus, that doesn't mean like sin and problems just disappear. Yeah, there's tension there, right? I mean, because what I hear you saying is that when you began a relationship with God, you came to know Jesus. Mm. All of a sudden, you reevaluated what's important, and you started having a different perspective. 
Yeah. Hey, maybe everything that I was making the utmost important in my life, maybe that's not all there is to life. Maybe yeah. there's other things I need to value. Mm-hmm. And I also hear you saying that it's not just so, <laughs> I mean, everyone listening to this podcast right now who knows Jesus mm. understands that, that we can easily just as easy get distorted on what's important. Yeah. That's kind of, I kind of want to ask you that too. How, what are some markers that reveal what's actually important in my life? Um, like what are some things that, that, and I guess what I'm saying is I think I've said, Hey, this is important to me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, the reason why I opened by saying, I think it's deception is that oftentimes we can say verbally, yeah, Hey, if you ask someone, is this important to you? Yeah. And you would say yes. Yeah. But if you, if you, if you got to watch that person's life for a week or a day, mm-hmm. you say, Hey, now wait a second. Something's not yeah. adding up. Cause you said this is important. Yeah. But I'm not seeing any markers that reveal mm-hmm. that's very important to you. Yeah. But there's a disconnect yeah. in what we think in our head and what actually happens. Yeah. So that's why I think it's a good question for us to explore. And I'm curious what you think about it. What are some markers mm. that actually reveal this must be important to this yeah. person? Yeah. So one, just I say this jokingly, but it, I think I got this wisdom from you in premarital counseling. The one is which uh, the second Holy Spirit, your wife, uh, <laughs> she can really see through the the fakeness of it. And she can see what is actually, Wes, you're saying this. But this is what's actually happening. Um, but then other markers that I've seen in my life personally um, is if something doesn't go my way that I thought I had planned and I get annoyed, angry, or it goes a different way um, that somebody else desires and my pride wells up and thinks this isn't going to work because it's not my way, uh, was I really concerned about uh, the better benefit of the outcome, or was I more concerned about the better fin- benefit of Wes getting the recognition mm. for the outcome? Um, so I well, would say that. And well, can I pa- keep that thought? And I kind of want to hang out on the the markers here, so don't. I, I want to hear that, but I also didn't want to miss. I can't help but think of your situation. Here you are in high school. I know you didn't say it, but I can say it for you. Pretty sure you were an incredible baseball player that had opportunities to go play D1 baseball, mm. potentially further beyond that. And that was kind of something you had. And yeah. then Christ came, and then you came to know God. And all because of injury, all those opportunities and dreams you had of playing yeah. ball were taken away. Yeah. So the thing I kept thinking as you're saying that is my response to situations in life. Oh, yeah. Like, how crazy is it? That's what I hear you saying, is Mm -hmm. that the way I respond reveals what's important. Yeah. You know, if there's one of two ways you could have gone with that, right? If you hung on to that, man, I'm going to play that, I'm going to do this, and you meet people like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they become just bitter and angry, and they're they're miserable people. Yeah, and they're coaching their seven-year-old son and team, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's miserable. Yeah. Because they never... Their response revealed what was important. That was the only thing that was important to them. Yeah. But for you, you understood and you started learning wisdom from God, which is, hold on, there's more to the. You, mm. you were able to have a much better response and thus look at you now. I mean, I would say you're thriving now. I appreciate that. Right? Man, I see you, man. It's fun to see what God's doing in you through you. But what happens if your response is different? You know, how many ever years ago that is? Yeah. How old are you now? 25. So seven years ago, right? Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. right? But that's 
but that's neat, man. So I love that because I think about, okay, um, it's the same thing. You know, I'm raising four kiddos, you know, and and three boys. And let's just say there's been some things broken in the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what's my response now? Does it matter? Like, do they need to learn responsibility? And, Mm -hmm. hey, look, we need to take care of things. Yeah. Yeah, like there's value in that. But also, like, what's my response if something does get broke? You know, what do I value? What's really important to yeah. me? You know, I hear the phrase like people more are more important than things. Yeah. Right. So like if something gets broke, okay, there's a lesson to be learned, but what's my response? If, if it's anger, mm. if it, it then, then what are they going to learn from that? Mm. They're going to learn daddy value stuff. Yeah. Right. But if, but if I, now, not that we don't, you know, I mean, we, we, I think we need to be good stewards of what we have. Mm. So, but if I value them, then it's like, Hey, you know, Hey, you Okay. Yeah. You know, what, well, let's, what happened, you know, because, and I've seen it, man, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've had the, the immature response and, and foolish response of anger, mm-hmm. but then I've also had the wise response of, okay, like it's okay. Like, and, and, and it's amazing what you see a child learn when you're just calm yeah. and you, and you talk about it. Hey, there's, yeah. a, there's a reason we say yeah. not to do this and you're going to go tell mommy this broke, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> you know. So, but no, I, I love that, man. I think that's a really cool, I hadn't thought of that. Like mm-hmm. I, my, the way I respond to things reveals what's important to me. That's mm-hmm. good. Okay. That's good. Sorry. I'm ready here for the next one. Oh uh, yeah. And because so, this is the value of the podcast to me. Yeah. I want to explore what are the markers so I can identify what what is actually important to me. Mm-hmm. That's the value of this yeah. discussion. All right. And so, like I said previously, like at the beginning, like whenever or middle, whatever, uh, that even after you get saved, your problems just don't disappear. Um, so what I saw revealed in my life last summer um, were still little remnants of the desire to succeed. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, last summer with this, pandemic things slow down um and i finally got into a role here at first baptist where i you know a ministerial role i'm getting to help larry with the young Mm -hmm. adults and i'm just getting to do things like that well we weren't able to do it we weren't meeting here we weren't able to do live groups all these stuff like this and um and so i was looking at what did i produce this week well i didn't do anything Mm. you know i didn't whatever you know um and so that's what i thought in my mind um, but at the same time, I'm looking over at my dad's business. They have military contracts, so that work's not going to stop, mm. you know. And they're making all this stuff uh, and doing this and that and another. I'm like, well, I feel like they're succeeding and I'm not. Mm. And so uh, I had to rehash uh, even the the disappointments from the – injuries and then into other things i had to finally put all that to the bit to the grave mm. of um like what is most important to me is not what i can put on a table and say look justin this is what i did mm. um it has to do did i waste my life on the things that i can put on a table and show you what i did mm. Or was I chasing after things that I could look the Lord now and say, I was all in because you asked me to be all in in this. Mm. And so at 18, he asked me to be all in in ministry. Mm. He didn't ask me to be all in to succeed in things Mm. that I could prove and Mm. show. Um, And so another marker to add to that 
you know, I said the, um, you know, your wife can, she, she can reveal a lot of things or whatever. I would also say a marker would be just the straight spiritual failure of, of I'm going in the direct opposite way of what I'm supposed to be. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not bearing the fruit that I, I tell people to their face that I'm seeking to bear, but off to the side, I don't know if that's making sense. It kind of runs with that second one I said. Um, but then finally, one marker that I really like to use, um, that I had to learn to use, uh, is my time, like dissecting my time out. And this is just a practical, mm. um, my wife is uh, very organized. Um, she's a school teacher, a math teacher, does awesome at it. So that also in return explains how she's super organized mm-hmm. and me, I'm like, Hey, it's a new day, baby. Let's, you know, figure out as we go. Um, well, she bought me a little planner thing, and I had to start keeping, uh, you know, what I was doing, you know, that way I don't double book, whatever. Mm. But I can tell based on a week, if I look back on my calendar, was I chasing after the things the Lord called me to chase after, or was I chasing after things that I could lay out on the table and say, this is what I did mm-hmm. this week. Um, and it's how I spent my time. Did I spend my time um, purposely with other people for the sake of, spiritual growth, their spiritual growth, our spiritual growth, our, whatever the case may be, um, did I purposely go to places where I know there are not believers in order to create relationships with non-believers? Mm. Um, did I, how many times did I eat lunch with somebody besides just myself? How mm. many times did I eat breakfast with somebody just besides myself? Um, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I would say time. I would say money, but I'm 25 and I've only been married for three and a half years. So I really don't have a lot of money to show for, you know? So, uh, but I would say that's another one I see, uh, especially with my older buddies is the more and more they get into just successful business mm-hmm. practices or, um, even, uh, you know, guys that my dad ran around with runs around with how they spend their money, uh, reveals a lot also as to what's important to them. I've heard people say, like, if you want to know what's important, look at someone. Well, back in the day when I heard this 25 years ago, like, look at the checkbook, you know. Oh, yeah. Now you just, I guess, look at the app. Look <laughs> yeah, at your, look what? at your, you know, what what's your spending habits. Yeah. And, you know, even for college students who income is sporadic and some have part-time jobs, some don't have jobs, yeah. but they get money here and there from whatever. I mean, it still reveals, I mm. think, of what's important. Yeah. I think for for in, in fairness for college students, I know food becomes important that because is, yeah. because when you get money, sometimes just having a good meal, other yeah. than what man, that that's nice, right? It's like this is good. Food, this is, food is important. This is gonna we be need. totally off topic, but I heard that at at Bass Tech now they can use meal swipes. Ah, back in the day we had like two hundred dollars of DCB. You and blow that like the first month of semester Chick Fil A. Yeah, that's that's nice. That's the coolest change, man. Well, I tell you what. Well, I like it, man. I I think that. And I was trying to figure out how to phrase the one you were talking about, that third one. Because when you say your wife, I think of, okay, so those closest to you. Mm, yeah. Like those, whether, you know, if you're a college student, then your roommate, your best friend. Like there are yep. people that, I mean, you end up with some of your best friends in college, right? Amen I mean, let's that, be yeah. real. So those people know you, mm-hmm. right? And and it's probably, I think, a great challenge. And this is a scary one, right? But to yeah. go to someone that really knows you. And say, hey, what yeah. what do you what have what has my life shown to be important this week? Mm-hmm. Or, or if you've never done that, you go to them and say, okay, just you know, we've been hanging out for two years now. Like, what would you say is important to me? Yeah, 
What do you think? And I, you know, that's a great, now, Dude. now you got to be ready. If you don't agree with them, this is the deception part, right? Yeah. I, I think like you mentioned, okay, time. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a lot of times on this podcast, it has been mentioned <laughs> the most practical wisdom, no matter what the question is, reading the Bible. Oh yeah. Because reading the Bible is going to help you in all. I mean, we, that's a, I mean, it just, it's right. Like it's just so simple. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's incredible. Life is incredibly difficult, but it's not complicated. Like if I read my Bible, God is going to help me in that, and I'm going to oh, be yeah. blessed in doing that. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have wisdom and discernment and just peace and joy, whatever. And we would all say reading the Bible is important. Mm-hmm. We'd all say that. Oh yeah. But every time I ask a group, Hey, who struggles reading the Bible? Yeah. All our hands go up. Yeah. And so I find it interesting that, you know, time It's like, okay, if, if it's important, you know, a guy we follow, he got a quote I like that he says, um, you don't, you don't find time for what's important. You make time. And I thought that's really wise because it's like, that's true. Mm -hmm. If it's actually important, if it's actually important, not just something you say, oh yeah, that, that's a good thing to do. As if it's just this, right? Oh, yeah. If it's actually important, you do make time for it. Oh, yeah. You know, we joked about food. If you're hungry, at some point, you're going to make time to eat. Oh, yeah. If you're tired, hey, one of the things I love about college is all those big blocks of time you sometimes have. If you if you are strategic with your schedule, you can have some big blocks of time. Oh, open. yeah. Sometimes it's harder for the athlete, but there's still windows, maybe in the off season, but you get that big block of time, you can hit you a nap in there. Mm-hmm. Those are great. Mm-hmm. If you're tired, guess what? You make time to hit that nap or to get to some sleep. Mm-hmm. I was even knowing every now and then I may have skipped a class or two oh, to catch they, a nap. Yeah. Don't, don't tell nobody. But, you did just tell the World Wide <laughs> Web. But, but, but well, I, I think so time is one of those, right? Like, there's no doubt. I was thinking about the one you said. Um, I kept thinking of a phrase, and I heard, I've heard Greg say it, but, you know, success is obedience. Mm. And I love that. And I think it's interesting to listen to hear you share your story because you admitted that, Hey, this thing that I wrestled with prior to coming to know Jesus Mm -hmm. was something that still crept in my life after I came to know him. Yeah, And I think that's true for all of us that we can have, we're all kind of bent to skew what's important. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's the beauty of God's word. It kind of helps that perspective stay right and good before God. Yeah. Like if I'm going to have a right perspective on what's important, I need God to help remind me of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. And so, uh, I, I just wrote that phrase down because that's one of the markers that, that I think, and I, I was trying to figure out how to phrase it, and I'm listening check with you, but if I, it's almost like you're, you're watching and you're paying attention in your life. You know, that, that verse, uh, watch your life and doctrine closely. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I got the picture of as you were describing it because you're watching and you're paying attention and if you see yourself kind of, you, you know, you recognize like, I mean, mm. man, I'm getting caught up in something that God's already made clear to me. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of reverting backwards. I've got to, I got to move, I got to recognize it, move forward, which is what you've done. Yeah. And yeah. that's a great marker to kind of, it's a harder one, I think to see, mm. but it's a really wise one to, to stop yeah. and watch for. Yeah. I, you say it's a hard one to, I have learned that over time just from messing up, just from, doing something dumb you know um uh so to say that i've always done that i would say i figured out how to do it better Mm. specifically last summer whenever 
my life was made to slow down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, uh, you ever seen the movie Tombstone? Uh, yes. You know, poor soul. He was just too high strung. I, I'm just, I am high strung. I, I, I just want to, I don't like to sit still. Like even go. as we're sitting here, I'm like rocking my chair, you know? <laughs> you uh, and so I can get caught up in putting as much on my calendar as I mm. possibly can. Gotcha. That way I don't have to stop and consider Well, I had to stop and consider last summer of, um, what is, what is my life looking like? What is my fruit bearing looking like? What is actually important to mm. me? Give me, um, give me your top. What are the top three things most important to you? Like in this season of life? Yes. One, uh, dude. Okay, but Mike Cloud, brother Mike Cloud, and I talked about this. So he said there's three, there's three layers you need to protect at all times, um, especially in ministry. So one would be your relationship with Jesus. Okay. Um, he said, um. He said that needs to be the most protected relationship that you have. And if it's the most protected, then the second one will fall into place, which is your relationship with your wife. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I understand not everybody listening to this is married, and that is perfectly fine. Say you're not married, you're a college student, um, and you're a young man. I'm going to speak for young yeah, men. You can still you know, learn. You can still learn about so, this. Yeah. This is so the best like, times to learn is when if you're you, not. If you desire to be married and you're a young man, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, you can be prepared now. Like you can start preparing that relationship with your wife now. Yes. Um, that starts with uh, what are you allowing your eyes to see? What kind of young ladies are you allowing yourself to be around? What kind of conversations are you allowing yourself to have with your buddies? Hmm. Um, what kind of music are you allowing your ears to hear? Uh, all the way down to the so you can yep. so you can still take care of that relationship, young yep. ladies. I never been a young lady before, so I you know the best advice I can give you is protect your relationship with Jesus and find a man that protects his as well, and then mm-hmm. run with it from there. Um, and so relationship with Jesus, relationship with your wife, and then third, me being employed here at First Baptist, protecting that relationship here, mm-hmm. um, and that that he said it breaks down from respecting the leadership of Pastor Greg. Mm. Um, and then after the conversation, I just kind of thought about some more. My relationship with Larry, mm. uh, just we both do young adults yep. together. Uh, like I need to have his back 100% mm. of the time regardless. Um, and so protecting that relationship and then the rest of it, you know, the rest Good. of the guys, you know, you and Missler and the rest of the guys yeah. protecting that. And so he said where things go awry is whenever those get out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um and so if I think about it, my life, if I do my relationship with Jesus to protect it so that I can be more successful at my job as a pastor, yep. then I'm just using Jesus for my mm. success rather than I love him because he first loved me. Um, and so I put my job first. And one of the benefits of that is that you end up being a good pastor. Yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but it's not backwards. That's yeah. good, man. And then... Um, and then, you know, I find myself doing this, that my relationship with my wife gets kind of trickled down from there as mm-hmm. well. And I show up for the third night in a row at 830 at night, you know, haven't seen my wife since she left this morning mm-hmm. at 7 to go teach school. You know, and I was at a study at 530 that morning, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I was doing good things for my yep. job. But yep. my wife has spent 13 hours away from me that's right for th- that old command love love your bride the way christ loved the yeah, church oh, dude yeah um and so 
I would say those three things right. is what I want to say is Good. most important. Good. And and the truth is, so we're gonna have kind of the three the three big hitters right there, right? So your mm. your fate, right? Your friends and family. You know, mm. you kind of got those, and then you got your workplace. Mm. And I think obviously, you know, those those things. If people want to keep their job, that that, that should be pretty high on their list to yeah. be important, right? Yeah. You show up to work and all this stuff. Okay, so what what's I'm just curious. So outside of that, what's important to you? What's important to me outside of that? Uh, well, it's seasonal. So um, I used to would tell told you that hunting was was most important to me, but duck season has been so bad the last two years. <laughs> it's it's dropping down. And my dog, I have a hunting dog that I train. He's getting old, going a little deaf on me. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, do I want to? Stay in bed with my wife where it's really warm, yep. or go walk a half a mile, yeah, in cold water, yeah. You know, you know so that's kind of transition there a little bit, but I still <laughs> like it, yeah. Uh, but I would say, uh, physical fitness is important to me, yeah. I think, uh, um, so that is I I protect that time, regardless. I think it provides more than just physical. I think it mm. mental and absolutely. Um, and I get to do it with different guys, so like that. Yeah, there's relationships. Camaraderie there. Um, what else is important to me? My uh, that Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I'm not a bandwagon. I, he's been my favorite quarterback since kindergarten. There so. you go. Um, when he was in his first Super Bowl, the his quarterback he's going against was in kindergarten. Yeah. By the way, it's yeah. a crazy stat. I'm I just saw saying. It the other day, this is his 10th Super Bowl, but whatever. Um. Uh. What else would be important, though, Wes? Uh, so I said physical fitness. No, I think that's good, man. Yeah, I'm just I, curious. I don't, yeah. No, I mean, that's you're not going to have too many things because here's the truth is you, we only have so much time in a day. I was about to say, yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to be, and that's part of a deception thing, if if you have so many things, mm-hmm. what's really, I mean, <laughs> you're just kind of so scattered, you can't really invest in anything. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you have to be careful how much you're trying to make important yeah. or else it just, you know. So yeah, I'm with you, man. There's only so much time of the day. I I love that. I just love to ask you because I think for everyone listening, we have the things that we make sure, like our relationship with Jesus. And I love how Mike told you that, you know, and you shared that with us that we protect it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really really incredible. I love that picture. And because when you think about protecting, a lot of this really does come down to time. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's something you shared, and I think that's a great marker of what's important. And am I being willing to protect? part of my time every day to be dedicated to whatever I deem, you know, whether it's praying or reading the Bible or Mm. trying to quote scripture or whatever, just, or whatever, reading a devotion, whatever it may be that you're trying to spend some time with God and hear from him and him hear from you. I mean, we, we got to make time for that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's part of that's a mindset, but even, even if it's on your drive to work, I mean, that's, you can have some awesome prayer time or worship. Yes. Yeah. On the that that's that's possible, right? But it's still time it's it's still time you've been intentional to say, All right, I'm going to this is about to happen. Like I'm gonna you know, mm-hmm. I think about that pray without ceasing. Like, what does that look like? Well, it's kind of a it's a mindset that you kinda of take on. You yeah. never disengage from God. You're yeah. always kinda of thinking about him. But it is fun to think about. I, I one reason I also like asking about practical things whether it be hunting or working out is i think with the spiritual things so so when you think of like uh physical fitness which i agree with 100 percent. in fact the bible says physical fitness is of some value Mm -hmm. godliness has a value for all things but 
again, I think scripture is saying, look, take care of ourselves. Yeah. Right. I mean, that you can, that's a, that's a biblical, like that's good. Yeah. Right. We need to do that. And, and whatever you like, whether it's run marathons or CrossFit or get in the gym and, and sling some weights or, you know, whatever yeah. it may be that you enjoy to stay healthy. Awesome. Yeah. So here's what's interesting about, let's just take that one for example. So what do you like to do? You, you do weights, right? Yes. You love to work. Yeah. So what happens if, uh, if you never do that, if you just never go, or if you just go to the gym and you, those guys just talk for an hour and then leave. <laughs> How's well, that, how's that going to work out? Well, uh, I have gonna... a hard time justifying to my wife paying a gym membership fee and, but, uh, <laughs> it would, it would be a colossal waste of time. I mean, there would be no, there would be no result of no result, no benefit no. Of, of that. Yeah. Your, your physical fitness would benefit in no way, shape or form. Yeah. Now here's what's funny about this. I think you tell me if this is right or wrong. I think it's amazing how we will take things like that on this earth that are that our minds will just it just makes sense mm. well of course you can't yeah. go to a gym and not work out and not like you yeah you're gonna work you have to work out to benefit like that that's we just we just if you want to run or if you want to go run a marathon like well if you i, I have known a student to run a half marathon without training <laughs> uh, i won't mention who if he's yeah. listening god bless him and in his defense he finished it now, now the problem is he was sore for a lot longer than he had to be because the 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 good thing about training is, is you, uh, you do, you, you do know that it was me, don't you? Was it you? Okay. That so was me. So yeah. there's two people then. Cause yeah, okay. I was thinking of somebody else. Oh, that's, I, was dude, about, I did hilarious. it in college. Yeah. Bro. That's terrible funny. idea. That is hilarious. So I had forgotten you did that too. So they, I had to I wasn't sit up for to a week it, to go to sleep. I forgot about that. <laughs> that is so funny. Dude. I think every couple of years it just happens. So that's, I don't know who it's going to be. I next, don't recommend but, it. All right. But the sorry. point is, well, the point is. We take things like that, and we instantly go, well, of course. Yeah. But when it comes to the spiritual things, we just want a free pass on it. In other words, we don't ever devote any time to it, mm. and we expect to have benefit. Yeah. We're literally the people showing up in a gym, doing nothing, and expecting to get stronger. Yeah. When it comes to spiritual disciplines, that's what we do, I think. Mm. I think it's this is why I'm saying I think it's one of the biggest deceptions. I think we say prayer is important, time in the Word is important. All these things are important, but practically speaking, we're not doing anything about it because we don't approach the spiritual things the same way we do with the earthly things. Mm-hmm. Makes sense here. It's like, oh, yeah, if you if you want to get stronger, you're gonna have to lift some weights and probably eat some protein. Like, I mean, like, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you work out without protein, you're probably gonna shrivel up, right? You, you gotta feed it, yeah. your, you gotta fuel the body. All that goes in hand in hand. Point is, when it comes to spiritual things, oh wait, you you mean I have to spend time doing this? Mm. Wait, yeah, you mean I have to. And again, I think it's good to, to talk about because I think it's challenging for myself and challenging for others. I know we had a discussion yesterday with some students about it. I thought it was really good. And it's really, I think, hopefully encouraging. I think if we're honest about it, if we're honest about it, which is, I think, what that third thing you were kind of talking about, maybe that's just it, transparency, honesty, like uh, truly evaluating what's true. Am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Am I asking the question? Yeah. Am I, re- am I paying attention to what's important to me? Yeah. Cause it's easy for days and weeks and months to go by and we're like just creatures of habit going through the same routines mm-hmm. and never stopping to say, Hey, yeah, what, what, what am I giving my time to? Yeah. What am I giving my money to? Another one I thought of is, is energy. You know, I think, oh, yeah. you know, I think that's a big one that, you know, obviously, uh, you know, one that came to my mind is rest. You know, I would say rest is something that's important to me. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're really honest, if we start paying attention and, and we, and we admit that, okay, 
the des- the design of God is that once you come to know him your your the design is that your importance would change mm-hmm. like things that you once it would shift and change and how it changes is you ready for this read the bible yeah <laughs> because guess what happens God begins to help you understand and see what is important he also is so cool and wise to help us have stories of people who didn't value something and didn't have something of importance and guess what they there were serious consequences for that. Yeah. And he lets us see both. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's someone who they didn't value this. They didn't make importance to this and watch mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. Hey, this person, they did value this and they made this important and look what happened. Mm. And I'm thankful for that. It's really, it's really neat, but I have, but I think energy, anyway, I don't know train there, but I think energy is one of those things. What am I giving my energy to? Because mm-hmm. I've only got so much of that too. That's what made me think of rest. It's like at some point you, and I think a lot of times people maybe aren't investing in the spiritual disciplines and, and the things that they know they need to help grow mm-hmm. is that they don't have any energy left. Yeah. You know, wheels are turning so fast, mm. not only just physically, but mentally. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of discussion there, but I think anyway, I, that's one that I think that that helps challenge me to go, okay, what am I giving my energy to today? And, th- and that in, it applies to you know, you mentioned like meals with people, yeah. you know, and that, it's as simple as that. Like that yeah. requires a little bit. Okay, you know, there's effort that's required there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I love these markers, man. I I think it's awesome. Is there any other kind of markers or something else you want to make sure that we mention? I wish I would have mentioned this a little earlier, but uh, one thing that um, I think it's my personality that drives this, but I always want to know why. Explain to me why we're doing something. Mm. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if that's a bad millennial trait of mine or if it's just no, is what it is. All, yeah. But um, if you're wanting to figure out what is most important to you, you need to ask yourself, why is this important? Mm. What is the benefit that's going to come from this being important? Um, and so you ask people I, I think it transcends just uh college students you get into adulthood what is most important you read my bible well why are you not reading bible well, i have three kids i got a job i was just we're busy we're doing this we're busy 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 you know um well my question to you is is why are you busy mm. and then they tell you what we're doing well my four-year-old kid is got three t-ball games this week gymnastics and then awanas on wednesday night Mm. well why are you putting so much time into x y and z Mm -hmm. and you finally dissect all the way down as to why am i doing what i'm doing that's good um and i believe that we get in a thing where we're not doing what we are called to do as followers of jesus which is to make disciples is because we don't ever ask ourselves why yeah like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about it this Sunday in, in the young adult life groups. We're going through Malachi, and Malachi is the prophet is is uh, through the through word of the Lord getting on to the people of Israel, specifically in marriages. To how are you being unfaithful to your wife? Well, you're not giving. You're you're being unfaithful to her. And what did I want out of marriage? I wanted godly offspring. You know, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we see the design of marriage mirrors the design of the church mm. you know christ is the head the husband his mm. bride is the church and the church's job is to make disciples husband wife make babies mm. christ church make disciples well that is our sole purpose for for being a church is to make disciples 
It's an imperative command, one, in Matthew 28. So if Jesus is your Lord, you can't say, yes, Lord, I want you to be my Lord, yes, Lord, but no, I'm not going to do what you say. That's contrary. But even more so, the why is, is that's what we were created to do. Mm. That's why God created his church, was to make disciples. Um, and the only way in which you can make disciples is by teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. Mm-hmm. Well, how can I teach them to obey all that he's commanded them if I'm not mm. myself learning to obey them? That's right. Um, and so asking yourself, one, take inventory of what's going on, what what does my life look like, mm-hmm. and then dissect, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Um, and you come to a realization of what's actually important mm-hmm. and what am I just allowing to fill my time yeah. with. So, no, that's great, man. I think... You know, that's, I think that's a practical application we can we can end the podcast with today, which is, am I willing to take kind of an inventory and ask myself a hard question is, okay, I know what I intellectually, if someone asked me, hey, what's important to you? I'm going to give them the, the answers I would hope that they are, right? Yeah. But if I'm really honest and I really can get down and whether I get a sheet of paper out, right, all right, this is what I know I'm giving my time to right now. Mm. You know, I watched, you know, 24 hours of Netflix shows. Yeah, you know, the I watched, office role, you know, yeah. I spent you know, 30 hours on TikTok, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like this is, I mean, if I really evaluate and start breaking it down, like this is, this mm-hmm. is what I gave my time to. Yeah. Then you're going to have to have an aha moment of, okay, wow. It's not that I don't have time. It's that I'm just being a poor manager of my time. Mm-hmm. The slogan right? phrase so gets I, nothing. Yeah. So, you know, and that's a different discussion. True. That that would be a great question that, that we need to get. How do I manage my time? Mm. Uh, we've done something similar to that, but that would, that would be fun again. So I, I, I hope and pray that if you're listening to this, that you are willing to ask some hard questions and be willing to say, okay, what is important to me? And I would ask you right now, you know, what would you say that is? Are you, are you paying attention to the markers mm. of how you respond to situations of how are you watching your life and paying attention to this? looking at your time, how that's invested, your money, what it goes to, your energy, what's that what that's devoted to. Do you allow those closest to you to to reveal, hey, <laughs> you know, are you willing to ask them, hey, what would you say is important to me? I think that's a very practical application to go to someone that, that you and you trust they're not just going to give you the they're going to give you the honest answer. That's what you want. You want to go to someone which is what's great if you are married, your wife is going to be honest with you. Be your, straight. your husband yeah. will be honest with you. You know what, what is important to me and, and find out. And then as we see in Proverbs, a fool will reject any kind of rebuke or correction, but a wise person says, no, I'm I, okay. Wow. I need to change mm-hmm. some things. And so I think all of us, if we're honest, man, we're all going to get a little tilted on this at times. Yeah. And so we've always got to be willing to say, okay, man, this is, you know, I want to give some more time to this, right? Yeah. Uh, and the why, it, like you said, is not out of half twos or whatever. It's because this is really what's important. You know, one of the saddest things to me, man, is when you hear these stories of people who, let's say, they do spend their life like success is to them, it's money, and they're really good at it. Yeah. And they devote their whole. And by the way, God, it's fair to say, I know we joked earlier about people living on that street in Little Rock. If God blesses some people to be doctors, and they end up with. They're gifted with a lot of money and they're good stewards of it. And we, man, that's awesome. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like you do what God's called you to do. But I, and, and I'm just thinking about the people who invest in whatever you want to say it is. And then they have a chance to look back on their life and they realize, oh my goodness, I missed every, I missed out on everything that I wanted to be important. Mm-hmm. 
Like I forgot that I got caught up in this trap of chasing these things and I, I achieved it. But oh my goodness, it's empty because I've missed everything that was of significant value. Mm-hmm. I mean, even non-Christians will do that, right? Like, oh, like their relationship with their family and their spouse, their kids, all these mm-hmm. things. It's like, oh no, right? Like, mm-hmm. oops. And at that point, like, right? And you can redeem things as much as possible, but man, there's some things you you can't gain that time back. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun, it's a, it's a good discussion for me to have because it helps me be reminded of this mm-hmm. and me evaluate. I think this is a good thing to do from time to time, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And so, man, I appreciate you coming on and, and uh, hope and pray that it's been encouraging to you listening. And uh, thanks, Wes, man. I, I appreciate you so much, bro. Any, I do, yeah. Anything else you want to share? A little public proclamation, you know. Okay. Uh, when people ask, who is it that discipled me? I always say, Justin Myrick. Man, well, I man, that's awesome you say that. And and I will say, when I think of discipleship, I always think of the word learn. And you mentioned that earlier, if I'm not learning myself. One neat thing that I've appreciated, when you jump into that whole making disciple process, which looks different for everyone, I know that. Yeah. But that's why I like to break it down is, how, am I learning? Mm. And I think what's so cool about it is it never was me coming to you saying, hey, Wes, I've got this figured out, learn from me. It was, hey, man, <laughs> we are in the same journey. Mm. And we have the thing that connects us is that we're both trying to head the same direction mm-hmm. and you learn from one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want you to know, man, that it's always cool for me to see that and for me to see a guy like you. And, and I did learn from you and I'm currently learning from you. I think that's just really neat. And that that's the beauty of discipleship. Mm. No, no, none of us have arrived. Right. Mm-hmm. We're all hopefully helping point one another back to Jesus, back to the word to learn from mm-hmm. him and learn from his word. And so I think that's fun, but I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's cool. And, um, it's humbling and, and I'm encouraged by it. So appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Well, man, thank you. And thank you guys for listening in. We appreciate it so much. If you've been encouraged by the podcast and, uh, please share it with a friend or family member, and maybe they will be able to reevaluate what's important to them. We hope and pray this podcast will help do just that to inspire you to think about what's really important what you're actually uh, not just what you say is important, but what actually your life reveals is important to you. And we hope those things are of eternal significance. Thank you guys so much for listening in until next time. I'm Justin Meyer, encouraging us all to stay connected to church, connected to one another, and most importantly connected to the God we love and serve. God bless.